Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I have a very, very special guest on the podcast for you all today that I know you're going to listen back to this like five times, so you're welcome in advance. But today I interviewed Robert Benjamin. He is a social media growth expert working specifically with individuals on their TikTok and Instagram accounts and has helped in under a year over 100,000 individuals reach over 100,000 followers with a goal of helping over a million people reach over 100,000 followers. He is so knowledgeable. He has an incredible YouTube channel with a ton of free information that you guys can check out after this, but I know that you guys are going to love this. You're going to want to take tons of notes. These are strategies that normally I would make you pay for, (laughs) but we are giving it to you for free because it is the season of giving and because I love you guys and you're faithful listeners. So tune in, take notes, grab have a notebook, not if you're driving, and have fun. You guys are going to absolutely love this podcast. Robert is super cool. Um, used to work for Gary Vee, fun fact, who was my Miss America judge, kind of before Gary Vee blew up and has an incredible story. So here is my interview with Robert. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. I am so incredibly excited to have Robert Benjamin with me here today. He is a TikTok and Instagram growth expert. He has helped people grow hundreds of thousands and I'm sure even millions of followers on TikTok and has over 700,000 followers himself. He is here today to teach us a little bit about what we can do to streamline our influence. I'm going to ask him a ton of questions about what specifically you guys can do to start implementing these strategies. And we're going to hear a little bit more of his story. So thank you so much, Robert for being on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I'd love to start off by you just kind of telling us your origin story. Um, Obviously, TikTok, we were talking before the show started, before we started recording. TikTok has blown up this year during quarantine. So how did you get into this world? What's a little bit of your background? We'd love to hear where you started. Yeah, so I'll start like all the way from the beginning, kind of, I guess. So like in high school, played lacrosse, really good lacrosse player. Got in a ton of trouble my senior year. Did not go to a big D1 school like I should have. Ended up going to a random D2 school in North Carolina. Didn't apply to the school. I'd left the SAT during the bathroom break because like, I just thought the whole thing was a waste of time. Um, So did that. Go to some random school in North Carolina. Doesn't tie in anything. But then I started working for Gary V after I graduated. Oh, really? Um, He was my Miss America judge. Anyways, fun fact. Yes. So I worked for Gary, um, worked at an ad agency. I graduated college, like went to, again, small school in North Carolina. Never heard of it. Wingate University. You've never heard of it before. Um, I go there. I'm like, all right, this isn't for me. I grew up on Long Island, on the beach, you know, outside on the beach. And I'm now find myself across from a trailer park at college. And like, yeah, you know, the beach is four hours away. It's really close. And I'm like, no, I could get on a plane and be back home in two hours. So that's a really, you know, that's not good. Um, so did that, end up graduating like super early. Cause again, like I, I just couldn't be there. Um, so graduated college at 20 years old, started working for Gary. Um, never had social media up to this point, mind you. Didn't have Instagram, didn't have Twitter, never tried to start a YouTube channel like most people. Um, no Facebook, nothing. So now I find myself consulting with all these brands, like huge brands, JP Morgan Chase. I ran a lot of the ads for their Sapphire card, Moe's, NASCAR, you name it, like huge brands, um, doing all of this work. And it was cool. It was fun. But like, I would have all these great ideas that I thought were good because so many of like everybody else that was working there was so used to consuming social media for what it is, as opposed to just looking at it black and white, like analytically, like, oh, this is why this works. This is why this doesn't work. One of the things that I noticed was 
with Gary's account, when he started to get big, his account is basically a meme account. But instead of being fuck Jerry or guy with the sign, it's him. So then he can sell things based on that. But he's putting out content that really blows up because it's meme related and relatable. Um, so nevertheless, working at VaynerMedia, awesome, absolutely amazing company. Gary is a better guy off the camera than he is on the camera. Um, so did that. Um, and I got to the point where I was like, all right, I have these amazing ideas. TikTok was coming up. I'm like screaming in board meetings. Like you guys need to be on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok. Nobody listens to me. Um, so I start randomly posting on TikTok in October last year. And at the same time, I started posting on Instagram. And I was like, all right, like if I can't, you know, convince these people to do these ideas, I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to make myself famous. And then everybody is going to listen to me. Um, <laughs> pretty weird thought to have a year ago, but I started doing that, like literally running ads against my own stuff, finding out what works, finding out what headlines work like for real, as opposed to doing it for clients. Because again, if I have an idea, I can shoot it on my phone, run an ad on it or put it out. And I can see whether or not it works right then and there. I don't have to go to the CEO of a company and then convince the CMO and then go through this whole pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, so started doing that. And I started posting on TikTok, found out I had no idea about this. A kid that I went to school with, Lee the Fourth, had like 5 million followers on TikTok at the time. So I was living in Charlotte at the time. I had quit working for Vayner, moved to Charlotte, um, and then started working remote for Vayner, kind of like a weird period in time. But nevertheless... Um, found out Lee had 5 million followers. So I'm like, all right, I, at this time I had like a thousand followers on TikTok, and I was like, I'm going to take him the roots, Chris, you know, see what he knows. So go out, get steak. He tells me, this is the one piece of advice that I ever got on TikTok. All you need to do is follow the trends on TikTok and you're going to be successful. Hmm. Literally a week later, I have 250,000 followers. Wow. Um, <laughs> Absolutely insane. So then from there, I started posting on YouTube. Um, anybody that looks up anything related to TikTok on YouTube, that's probably how you found me. Um, I basically own all the search terms for everything. TikTok algorithm, best time to post, best hashtags, how to grow, how to get followers, how to get views, what to do if you're shadow banned, like literally everything. Um, so I built a consulting business on the back of that. Like you had mentioned, help people grow insane numbers. Like I worked with Devon Art Rodriguez He's the fourth best creator on TikTok. Um, he got named that actually above Addison Ray, who's number five. I don't like, I mean, I love him so much, but like Addison Ray probably should have got that. But like literally four months ago, he had 22,000 followers. Now he's got like over 13 million followers across everything. Um, literally just from like making one small adjustment to his content that I had sent him. Um, so a little background on like, that's the origin story. Yeah. Um, what I do now and what I'm trying to do in the future. So like I look at everybody else selling courses online, like you see all these people, you know, selling courses, selling this, selling that. That's good and great. I would rather give out all of the information that you need that most people would sell on a $500 course. I want to give that out for free on YouTube. If you want me to look at your account and critique your account and give you personalized advice, that's what you pay for. Because like why pay for education? I truly believe that like, the education should be totally free, but hell, if you want Gary to look at your company and tell you what to do, you need to pay him. Um, so I'm trying to do that within the social media space because I don't think anybody has ever done that before. Mm. Um, and that's what I want to do. Like you have a coach for, if you want to be an actor, you have a coach, if you want to be in a pageant, I'm sure you have a coach. If you want to make music, you have a coach. If you play sports, it should be the same exact thing with being an influencer. Um, mm. 
that is what I'm trying to do by scaling the unscalable, basically. Yeah, I totally love that. So it's like you you pay for the expertise, the consulting individually, but mm-hmm. the knowledge is free. Yeah, I love that. I have I have kind of a model similar to that where and a lot of my social media content, um, I'm always putting out how to do things and things like that because that's how people trust you too. And obviously you build your things of, hey, I actually know crap. So mm-hmm. I'd love to dive into, I want to talk to you about business stuff later, probably after the podcast, because I'm super yep. interested in that. And I'm a nerd when it comes to everything entrepreneurially. Um, but for our listeners, I know you put out tons of content. So after this show, whatever we don't get to, they can obviously watch your YouTube channel and your TikTok and all these things. But if you were to say somebody's listening to this for the first time, they've had a heart to grow TikTok, but they're overwhelmed, but it takes too long, or I don't know how to do this. How would yep. you tell people to get started? And are there certain things specifically for boys versus girls? Are there specific things for if you're young or old? Um, I'd love for you to just kind of tell people how to start. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what kind of content you're going to put out. A lot of people, that might be one thing, that might be three or four things. If it's three or four things, you need to post in all of those three or four things, but you need to realize that one of them is going to work better than the rest of them, or two of them is going to work better. Stick with that. Like the key to growing really fast on TikTok is finding what works doing it literally over and over again. That might sound like very counterintuitive to people that grew on YouTube or people that grew on Facebook or Instagram, but that is what works on TikTok. And you need to get as much growth as possible in a short period of time. So again, I would figure out whatever you want to post about, whatever that is, you then need to go look up the hashtags for whatever that is. Literally like type it right into the search bar. If it's pageant girl or something like that, I'm just going to type in pageant, right? The top hashtags that come up, hashtag pageant girl, hashtag beauty pageant, hashtag pageant life. You can literally go in here, see what has worked for other people, recreate that same exact video. That's not copying like most people think. That is hopping on a trend on TikTok. When Charlie does the renegade, everybody does the renegade. When these girls do that, the same exact thing happens in addition to that. So they need to find what kind of content's actually working, model their content off of that, And then there are two really unique features on TikTok, which are the stitch and the duet feature. So if you stitch somebody, you could take the first five seconds of their video and then you add your video into it. Or what you could do is duet them, which is like a side-by-side video. The reason that duets are incredibly important, um, I like music, so I always like reference music. If I wanted to do an Instagram post with Drake, it it would be fake. I'd be Photoshopping him into it. On TikTok, I can, Drake's not on TikTok, but I could duet him on TikTok. And literally then like I automatically have his hook, his video, the way that he acts. And what that does is then exposes my content to people that already follow him. And it acts as a hook because I have the social proof of Drake being there without actually being with him. Um, So those are the few things that like right off the bat, people need to get right. The other thing that a lot of people mess up on is you just need to post. If you're posting one time a day and you post, you know, every single day, you did 365 posts in a year on TikTok, you could post 10, 15 times a day. It doesn't affect your standing like it would with YouTube or Instagram. Um, so you could literally get like as many posts in as a month as most people on other social media platforms would get in in a year. And if you think about that, like do 12 years, you're going to have 12 or 12 months, you're going to have 12 years of expertise and knowledge and data as opposed to somebody in the past that was able to put out one post a year or one post a day for a year and only have 365 posts under their belt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So those are the main things. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Uh, super helpful. I know people are going to implement that right away. What do you think are the biggest ways that people do things wrong? And second of all, um, if you have like one of my, maybe I'm 27, I'm almost 28. So like, I feel sometimes like Instagram is my jam, TikTok. Mm -hmm. I feel like an old person where I'm like, how do I do this? Like, how do people know how to do this? Right. And it's weird to like be a millennial who like feels that way. So I'd love for you to tell us what do people do wrong? And then second of all, um, like editing tips or things that you, you feel like can make the process quicker of getting more content out. Yeah. So I'll start with the last thing you said, making okay. the process quicker, literally like when you find videos that you want to model yourself after you can double tap them to like them. And then you have your own feed on your account. If you go to me and then click the heart in the middle, it shows all the videos that you have liked. So then you then have a feed of like, Oh, this is what I need to recreate. Um, I would focus on only recreating content, stitching content or duetting content. So like, you don't need to come up with ideas. You don't need to, you know, should, does this look good? Or even in the editing process, like, does this look good compared to other things? You know that right away. If your post does not look like what the other person's post does, mm -hmm. then you're missing the mark. Like you need to, you need to change it. Um, as far as editing also goes, I would edit everything in the app. Um, right now you can edit things outside of the app, but make sure everything's vertical. A lot of people will like do things in squares and have like black on the top, black on the bottom. It just doesn't look good. It makes people scroll away because it just doesn't look native to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the first question that you asked? I'm so sorry. What do people do wrong? What do people, all right. So a ton of things. Um, one, they try to just make their own content. They try to make the same content that they put on Instagram and YouTube on TikTok. You need to make TikTok native content you need to post content that is trending. The way that the TikTok algorithm works, and this is unlike any other algorithm, is TikTok wants to know that they have an audience for your content and then they push it to that audience. This is based off of the sounds that you're using, the type of video that you're making, even the color of the text that you're putting on the screen. So mm -hmm. all of those things really do matter. But again, you can model that off of somebody. I'm not asking you to you know, recreate a four minute video exactly like David Dobrik's vlog. Like it's literally just a 15 second TikTok. You can, you know, spend a little bit of time. You could figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, another thing is people, especially people that were successful on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, they take what they know from YouTube, Facebook, and, you know, other platforms and try to implement that into TikTok. You need to just throw all of that out and think of it as a totally blank slate. That's good. Like, yeah. The people that are succeeding on TikTok are making content native to TikTok, not content that would have done well on YouTube, any other platform. Mm. Um, so I would do that. Another thing that a lot of creators do really, 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 really poorly is they post at the wrong time. Um, so you want to be posting, TikTok's a geo-focused app. So if you are posting in Nebraska and I'm posting in New York, the majority of people that are gonna see that post in the beginning are people that are around us. Mm. Um, like I, I'm in Florida right now. I, if I go on my For You page, if I look at 10 posts, one or two of them are going to be very Florida related. Hmm. Um, a lot of people experience the same exact thing. When you're in New York City, you get very New York City related things. The same thing in LA. Hmm. Um, obviously not like the overwhelming majority, but a good bit of it is from your location. Um, so you want to post for your location. Another thing people do really poorly is they look at their analytics for when to post you do not want to do that. You do not on TikTok. You don't want to reach your followers. You want to reach everybody else. Oh, so you yeah. want to post when everybody else is on the app, not when your followers are on the app. Mm. 
So when is that, like, is that, how do you find that out? Yeah. So that's constantly changing, literally just taking into consideration your demographic and consumer trends, right? So I'll give you a prime example. If you're going to post on the weekday and post on the weekend, and you're trying to hit 22 year olds, you're not going to want to post at 8am on the weekend or 9am on the weekend or 10am on the weekend. Cause they're hungover. They're asleep. Um, the same thing, if you want to reach like a church crowd, you're going to want to post after a certain period of time on Sunday, because that's when they're going to be on their phone. Um, the same thing with like, if you want to reach a, de- a younger demographic, don't post when they're in school, post yeah. when they're out of school. Yep. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Super. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I have so many things I already want to change about everything. Okay. So another question I have, I feel like, um, one thing that I've even run into is so as a, as a coach and as somebody who loves to share motivational content, um, uplift people, I'm mm-hmm. not really like, I'm, I'm pretty funny. Like when I'm not in coach mode, but I I've been trying to figure out like what I want to do on TikTok. Like I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, I'm a coach. I can do these different things, but I'm not that like, I don't know, stereotypical, I guess, Gen Z TikToker. Right. So Um, what would your advice be for people who maybe want to live in a more serious lane on TikTok? Is there a lane for that? How do you model that kind of content or how does maybe, how have you seen other business owners who want to share that motivational knowledge-based content? How do you, how do you do that via what you've said so far? Yeah. So what you need to do is balance your content. If you just go the serious, strict, on TikTok, boring content route, you're not going to grow as quickly if you post 80 per, or as if you were to post 80% the serious stuff, 20% more funny, more insight into what's actually going on in your life. Um, if you're going to go the serious route, it needs to be a really good story. You have to give away the ending in the beginning and you have to take them through the story using like, if you literally look up like hashtag story time, hashtag true story, things like that, you'll find different formats, different sounds and things that you can mix your story into. Um, but if you're going to go serious, it's got to be in the story format. Cause otherwise nobody's going to stick around for it. Yeah. That makes sense. I hear that. Um, have you found that there are different rules for, for men versus women in terms of what works and what doesn't? Um, it really depends on like what you're trying to do. Um, a lot of people like really sexualize their content. Um, I'm not saying people should do that, but like it, just does get more likes. Like that is like the, the most foundational point of advertising is like, yeah. um, but I don't think you need to do that. Like the most followed creator on the app, Charlie is not sexualized at all. Um, I don't think you need to do that. That being said, like if that's a route that you want to go and you want to show that you need to own that. It can't be like a half in half out kind yeah. of thing. Um, this is kind of a random question. So why, why do you think that TikTok went so viral during quarantine? Why do you think that it was just a thing before? And now everybody's like, this is the cool thing to do. Um, two reasons or no, there's a couple of reasons. First, it's really easy to share to other platforms. Mm -hmm. So like the text or to put the Instagram or put the Snapchat, it's like literally right in the app to be able to do that. Most other apps did not have that capability in the beginning. In addition to that, like our attention span is literally getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and they're capitalizing on that. Third, their algorithm is absolutely amazing. Hmm. It is the best social media algorithm ever. Like the way that they're kind of building it out is for those people that are like really in tune with YouTube, 
the quickest way to grow on YouTube is to get your stuff in the suggested feed where like it's showing up for suggested for other videos. TikTok is literally YouTube suggested feed with no search. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So with, you were looking at things for pageant earlier. Mm -hmm. um, how many hashtags should people use? Should they use the ones that are trending? Should they use ones that are actually in their niche? Should they copy the ones that the video that they're copying used? How do you do hashtags on TikTok? So there should be four different hashtag strategies that you implement. The first one, using no hashtags at all. The reason being way too many people put too much weight into hashtags. If I had like a, a circle graph of like what actually matters, hashtags make up like 5% of what actually matters. Huh. Um, so I like to, especially with like my mentorship clients and things like that, or just client, just advice in general, 20, 25% of your posts put no hashtags so that you realize that like they really don't mean that much because way too many people harp on that too much. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would never use more than three to four hashtags because it just looks like spam and it makes people want to scroll away. Um, there are essentially three types of hashtags you can use on TikTok. Trending hashtags, post-specific hashtags, broad hashtags. The broad hashtags are things like hashtag FYP, hashtag viral, hashtag trending that literally have like trillions of videos made to them. Um, I don't think those are bad to use. A lot of gurus say that you shouldn't use those. Almost every viral video I've ever had had those in them. So like that theory is thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, and then, so trending hashtags are going to be what shows up on the discover page, which if you go to, it literally says discover. If you scroll down on that on TikTok, these are all the trending hashtags. I would focus on the hashtags that have the least amount of videos made to them or mm -hmm. least amount of views. Um, the, the reason being, you'll just be able to get more traction and those are going to accelerate quicker than the ones with a lot of views already. So it's going to be more trending on TikTok. They're going to push it out more if it's in your content. Yeah. Um, the third type of hashtag is going to be post specific. Those are going to be like, if you're posting about pageants, those pageant hashtags, if you're posting about cats, the cat hashtags, when it <laughs> comes to those, I would again, use the ones that have the most views on it. Um, that's going to give the strongest signal to TikTok that, Hey, this is who my content should be pushed out to. This is what my content is about. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the strategies, so those are the type of hashtags. The first strategy, again, no hashtags at all. The second strategy is going to be one to two trending, one to two broad. The third is one to two trending, one to two post-specific. And then the fourth is one to two broad, one to two post-specific. Mm -hmm. And those should all be in and out. You should be using them. Yep. That's so awesome. Um, a thing that I think a lot of people would love to hear is I bet a lot of people are discouraged. I bet a lot of people are like, oh, well, I already missed the train. You know, I didn't start TikTok in quarantine. Um, can anybody get famous on TikTok, first of all? And number two, what would you say to people who maybe have thought that they already missed the train, so it's not even worth trying? Um, so the people that think that they missed the train, TikTok is about getting on the For You page. The opportunity is now to be on TikTok. Like, mm right now. Um, it's going to continue to be that for, I believe the next 18 to 24 months, like there has never been a bigger opportunity to grow a following on social media than right now. There's never been more information, um, not to toot my own horn, but like, there's never been anybody on YouTube that has given out this much information for free about how to grow on a platform. Mm -hmm. Um, like I've literally helped hundreds of thousands of people grow on this platform. Anybody can do it. Whether you're 90 years old, you're 11 years old, like it doesn't matter. Anybody can do it. It doesn't matter if you're ugly. It doesn't matter if you're good looking. 
the biggest thing holding people back is they don't just look at things black and white. If you put a post up and it did not perform well, it was not a good post. Yeah. Don't tell me it was a good post. Don't tell your friends it was a good post and that the audience sucks. Like seriously, if you put up a good post on TikTok, it'll go viral. Like I went viral. I had never had social media before. Mm. And I've been viral several times. The same thing I've seen it happen to hundreds of thousands of people. Um, anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So kind of rounding this out, um, I'm curious. And I think I always love to ask people this question because it's a huge reason why I started my company. Um, but what is your, what is your why when it comes to wanting to do this? Like you've worked for Gary Vaynerchuk, you've done all these different things. Like you never had social media. So how in the world did you get interested in social media and why did you choose to do this with your life and with your career? Um, all right. So the two different answers to those. Why did I get involved in social media? Um, I look at social media today, the same exact way that the stock market was in the early nineties and the early two thousands. Right. So when that was happening, when the Wolf of wall street was going on, it was the first time that normal people were able to invest in the stock market by themselves. Right now, the past six years or so has been the first time that people or small to small to medium sized businesses can post on a platform, go viral, or can run ads by themselves. In the past, you had to have the Washington Post write about you. You had to, you know, buy a TV slot for millions of dollars, not affordable for mom and pop, not affordable for me who's trying to get followers. Um, so I view that today as like the biggest gold rush of like, if you can provide a service or consulting or whatever around this, that's where you're gonna make a lot of money. So that's why I got into it from the get-go. Um, as far as what my why is, I am trying to help, and this might sound crazy, I'm, I want to help a million people reach over 100,000 followers on social media. Like, I see how it has totally changed my life. Um, again, not to get like braggadocious, but like, I don't have to work for anybody. I have all my friends and family work for me. I drive a brand new Range Rover. Like, all these things happen because of social media. Um, and I, I never post about that stuff. I've never said that before, but like, yeah. It's made my life a million times better. And even if like you can make an extra thousand dollars a month or an extra $2,000 a month, and that would totally change your life. Like that is 100% feasible on social media. Um, like one of my friends who's living in my apartment right now, like all this stuff that's here, like he literally <laughs> like flips all of this stuff. Like, he doesn't have to work for anybody because of that. He's wow. making six to $7,000 a month, literally buying stuff at like Goodwill and all of these other stores and flipping it on social media. Mm. Anybody can do that. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. Well, yes. I so appreciate all the information you've given away. Um, mm. I know that you have tons of programs and opportunities for people to work with you. So kind of in closing, I'd love for you to tell all of our listeners how they can find you, um, what you offer in terms of if they want continuing education with you and a little bit more about that. Yeah. So to find me underscore Robert Benjamin on Instagram, um, just Robert Benjamin on YouTube. My TikTok is just like a test account. It's got over 700,000 followers, but like nothing on there is serious. It is all just like testing like post times and reposting and different hashtags and lengths of videos and things like that. Um, so YouTube, Instagram, definitely the best two ways. As far as like what I offer, um, really the core thing is like, I will look at your account and send you exactly what you need to do, what time to post, what kind of content you should be creating, who you should model your account after, what kind of hashtags, ton of different stuff. Um, I have like several levels of consulting, 
some of them are one-off and then some of them are like, you get the one-off package and then I follow up with you every 48 hours. Um, and that's pretty much everything. Awesome. I am so excited. I hope that my clients take advantage of this because I want them to be successful. Um, some, some other, like the kind of the, if you're the right brain, I'm the left brain of like social media when it comes to um, teaching them like different things on Instagram. So I think combining these things together um, will really, really help them to grow and be confident in themselves and learn how to put themselves out of their comfort zone and great ways and and hopefully grow their influence. So I super appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, I know everyone's going to love it. And so with that, everybody, we'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, Coach Megan here. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, We give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market and I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty-gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national-level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside of this academy, and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it. So how you can get involved is at the end of every episode, you guys can DM us on Instagram. You can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com, where the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes, no matter where you're listening, and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one strategy call with me personally, a free 30-minute call, or if you're ready to write, write to sign up, you can just tell us and we'll give you the information to purchase. It is something that will absolutely, positively transform your entire life, guaranteed, and I've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule, you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry, but on your own time and on your own terms. So if you'd like more information, click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of. And with that, I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhousepageantry and at Megan underscore Swanson. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.